Hello and welcome to episode number 79 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about the Big Five O. Yeah, I'm turning 50 in just two days uh, under lockdown, of course. I mean, we've been talking about this for countless episodes already, it seems, the coronavirus the pandemic, lockdown, the world changing, an unprecedented event that all of us are living through and trying to make sense of. So, of course, this will be something, hopefully, to look back upon. I mean, unless we're all going to die shortly. And you never know. I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on in the world. But hopefully, at some point, I'll be able to look back and go, hey, you remember that week, that month, that quarter, year, whatever it is, this is going to take that I turn 50. Looking back and hopefully seeing this as a turning point to getting things back to normal, whatever that means, rather than this is where the world really started circling the drain. A lot of interesting stories to talk about. There's good, there's bad. Uh, right up front, we don't normally do the donation segment right up front, but I did want to thank uh, two guys, my buddy, Sir Candinavian, who has been all over the No Agenda Troll Room and elsewhere promoting the fact that I'm turning 50. I mean, I know I'm getting old, Sir Candinavian, but I appreciate the drive he was doing to get people to donate here to the Random Thought Show. Or even over to Grumpy Old Ben's, although, you know, then we have to share that with Ryan Bemrose. But to donate, to give something back in honor of me turning 50. And Sir Candinavian sent in 50 for 50, and I appreciate that more than I can really say. It's nice to know people are listening. It's nice to know people are enjoying the show. And Sir Candinavian has been a huge, huge supporter of the show, along with. Jay Finley and a list of other guys and gals that I don't want to misgender anybody that have been supporting us here over the last we're coming up on almost two years of random thoughts. We've taken some weeks off for health issues and some things like that, but we've been pretty good lately, pretty good, Amy Klobuchar, at keeping on a schedule. So we appreciate that, Sir Candinavian, and also Brian Mickey sending in a very nice donation, $40. We normally don't do the amounts. And going forward, if anybody doesn't want an amount read, please feel free to note that when sending it in. And Brian, I don't know. I mean, this is always interesting to me when we get stuff in from people that we, the names that we don't recognize. That's even more honoring. It's more humbling that people that we're not necessarily interacting with, although the no agenda troll room, the chat room that we use, when doing Grumpy Old Ben's Live, when talking during the No Agenda podcast live, a lot of people use a pseudonym. So sometimes it's hard to put those things together. Sometimes people want you to put them together and sometimes they don't. But to Brian Mickey and Sir Candinavian, thank you for supporting Random Thoughts, helping me celebrate this big 5 0 coming up this week. And there's still time. If you still want to get in on the fun, go to randomthoughts.com. And click that little donation button, and you can donate via PayPal uh, one time or via a 
monthly subscription. You can do it via the P.O. box available on the website. You can do it via Bitcoin available on the website. And we even have a Patreon that you can go to and sign up there. But I have nothing on the Patreon site yet. Maybe that's something we can get going here while sitting around doing nothing but podcasting. Not that that really feels any different than a normal day slash week slash month for me. For my wife, it's completely different because now she's home 24-7 with me, so you can send her the hazard pay. But for me, I'm kind of the the recluse, I guess. I don't necessarily like to leave the house a whole lot. (laughs) I mean, then you got to see people, and then you're exposed to germs. And now we know that germs are a very bad thing, so you don't want to be exposed to those. But I've been hearing from a lot of people, from a few at least, which is a lot to me, that are asking for recommendations for more podcasts because everything that they normally listen to, they've already listened. And this is something usually, if you're a podcast listener, you're trying to catch up. That's usually the normal state of affairs because you're trying to fit all that content in into a short period of time. And now people have so much time, they're actually looking for more content to consume And there's not a lot of good stuff out there when it comes to the mainstream media. There's not a lot of good stuff out there when it comes to news sources. And a lot of people at these particular times are looking to read anything and listen to anything besides the news. And I get that. So if anybody has any other good podcast recommendations, feel free to send those in to me, Darren at randomthoughts.com. The besides the ones we've talked about, the no agenda stream regulars, we talked about that on a couple shows ago, that Larry show, and of course, the no agenda show, and grumpy old Ben's, and all of these hog story, and Nick the rat, and those. So, you know, anything new that I haven't heard about, feel free to hit me up somewhere with those, and we can definitely pass those along. A new show, which is an old show, which is back, which was something that at least brought a lot of joy to me personally was the Hyper Rooster. Jonathan Brandmeier is back if you've been following the Random Thoughts podcast. I think we go all the way back to episode number 21, where I talked about Johnny B growing up listening to him on Chicago's Loop and then on WCKG. Talked about going in and doing the sports for one segment and meeting Johnny B. Well, it's been a couple of years since Johnny B has been on the air. And he has a podcast studio now, and he tested it on Saturday with longtime sidekick. I mean, that's not even that's not even a good name. It's really a uh, Buzz Kilman is more than a sidekick, but that's what he's usually referred to as the blues man, the newsman. But it was really a lot of fun to hear Johnny B back coming through the speakers. He did a three hour show. He took calls, had a lot of fun. And it wasn't doom and gloom. It was comedy, something that I think people can use a lot more of at this particular point. And it'll be interesting to see the schedule that Johnny gets on. Our buddy Matt Dubiel over from WCKG Radio here in Chicago. I know he said he had helped Johnny. and He got a nice thank you from Johnny at the end of the show, which is the only reason I know. And I told Matt about that. And he said, yeah, I've been talking to him for a while about getting this set up. The most interesting thing to me, coming again from podcasting for well over a decade, 
knowing the Adam Curry, the Podfather method, which is, you know, you've got this Motu device, which runs about 600 bucks, and you got the microphone and that. The whole thing, as Adam Curry said the other day, this whole no agenda thing, which is one of the biggest podcasts out there and has been for a decade or so. At any given time, the amount of gear probably costs about $1,500 max. I mean, then you're adding that to your laptop or whatnot, but people usually have that kind of stuff anyway. So really kind of on a shoestring budget, providing some excellent quality that no agenda has as far as the audio quality. And we hope you're getting the same kind of audio quality here on the Random Thought Show and over on Grumpy Old Ben's. And when I do the no agenda rock and roll pre-shows live on the no agenda stream, but the photo of Jonathan Brandmeier in his studio just cracked me up because the guy's got a professional radio board, all the toys. Johnny spent some big bucks on this. There's no doubt about it, which leads me to believe, as he told Chicago media critic Robert Feeder when he asked him, well, what kind of content should we be expecting? What kind of schedule should we be expecting from you, Johnny? More, more, more is what Johnny said. So it's going to be fun to hear Jonathan Brandmeier back. And that's something you can check out at brandmeiershow.com. You can Google it, bing it, whatever you want to do. Jonathan Brandmeier, it's good to hear his voice once again. Now, we're being told in the news that this is going to be a really bad week. Of course, celebrating my 50th birthday. Why not doom and gloom and death? That's not a bad way to go, I guess. It'll make it memorable. Uh, Dr. Burks is even telling people don't even go to the store, don't go to the pharmacy. So I'm taking all this fairly seriously. I mean, I've had health issues in the past and I don't really want to get the coronavirus. I mean, I think we all realize at some point you're probably going to be exposed to it, but the better way to go is to wait until there's a vaccine. And I know some people are already like, I'm never taking the vaccine and that's fine. I think you'll have that choice, but I would like to have a treatment that is known to work or a vaccine before you get exposed to it. That just seems to make sense. And in the case of not wanting to go to the grocery store, we figured, well, okay, let's try one of these grocery delivery services out. And I went in first to our local grocery store, which is the small little mom and pop kind of shop. I mean, they've got, I think, like 15 locations here in the Chicago area. And I went in and I filled up the cart, you know, about two weeks or so worth of food, you know, a couple hundred bucks worth everything you think you might possibly need. And what I should have checked first was the delivery availability, but that would have made too much sense. I didn't do that. So if you're going to Try to order some groceries online. The first thing you probably want to do is check the delivery availability. I made that mistake. Didn't even really think twice about it, but I filled out the cart and then got to the end. And the end, the uh, end result in this case was you can get it as soon as about a week away. And I'm like, well, okay, that's a little too long. So I went to check out the Meyer website, which is a much bigger national chain. And they deal with shipped S H I P T. It's one of those, you know, cute little spellings as far as the company that does their delivery service. And they did things a little bit differently where the small mom and pop shop was going, you know, a week, two, three weeks where you could schedule your deliveries. And I do believe the mom and pop shop does their own deliveries. 
which I guess makes them much easier to give you a date and time and then actually fulfill the order. So this was on a Tuesday of this past week. I went into the Meyer website, filled out the shopping cart, filled out everything we wanted, and they had an availability for Thursday between uh, 2 and 3 p.m. for delivery. And I figured, well, this is way too easy. And it turned out that it was way too easy because Thursday came between 2 and 3 o'clock and I got a text from ship saying, no, no, your, your delivery will be there between uh, 3 and 4. Don't worry. We had to reschedule. We're running behind. Great. 3 to 4 came and well, then they pushed it back to 4 to 5. And then it was pushed back from five to six. Then it was pushed back from six to seven. Then it was pushed back from seven to eight. Then from eight to nine. And then between nine and 10. Of course, when none of that happened, well, the soonest we can get you is tomorrow between 10 and 11 a.m. And through the afternoon, I was trying to get an answer from anybody at Meyer about when it was actually going to show up. And I have to say, they're. Twitter folks were really quick to say, DM me. And I did. And then they gave me zero information. The next morning, went back to them. Well, you know, we're running behind, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, some of the orders didn't even get through to ship. So you might want to try to do another order, <laughs> which one I just kind of laughed like, yeah, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, well, are you sure it was canceled? Because the last I heard from shipped, they were going to deliver it on friday then a day late between 10 and 11 a.m they gave me no answer at all even though i inquired a few times and all day friday went and we just figured okay this is never coming meyer never gave me an answer shipped never even responded when it came to my inquiries over there on the twitter site and it wasn't until 9 15 wife and i were watching tv Looked up, there was a text message on my phone. The shipped shopper was at the store starting to fulfill the order, and there was an item that wasn't in stock. And I was kind of shocked and amazed that it was actually getting filled. And I have to say, for an order that had a majority of the items had to be, uh, they had to go in and, and choose an alternate because obviously they're out of everything still, which is interesting. We've been hearing for weeks that there's no problem with the supply chains. I don't buy that or people are still massively overbuying and clearing out the store shelves. But with that said, I only had one request, which was if you have to make any of the substitutions, just avoid anything with MSG. There was two bottles of salsa that were brought that had MSG, but otherwise the order was as close to perfect as I would have expected if I had walked into the store myself, because I understand it. If you don't have the items, you have to substitute something else. And overall, we have enough groceries that'll last us at least the next two weeks. And then I went into the other grocery, the mom and pop, and said, yeah, bring this order in 10 days, because that's about when they were up to. So I already have my grocery order in for two weeks from now. But I will say, as far as the home delivery of groceries goes, the the person that actually fulfilled the order, and her name is Oana B from the Chicago area here, 
if anybody from ship or Meyer hears this, she did a great job. Everybody else totally sucked in this whole process and they need to do better, especially at a time where you have senior citizens who are being told not to go out, especially if you're in that age range and people rely upon what you tell them. I think everybody understands that you're being overloaded and everybody understands that things may be pushed back, but it is completely unacceptable to have no answers and it's completely unacceptable to say you're going to deliver something between 2 and 3 p.m. on a Thursday and it shows up just a little after 10 p.m. on a Friday. I mean, I'm glad I got the food and I feel for the people that actually have to do the shopping and I gave a big tip even bigger than the little thing that comes up that's like oh do you want to tip 5 10 15 bucks i'm like no i, I tip 20 bucks because the order was like 200 dollars worth of food and it wasn't just go down the list and grab anything there were a lot of substitutions and as i said 98 percent of those substitutions i don't think i could have done a better job being in the store myself so i get it people that are going into the grocery stores especially now that one of the doctors on the corona task force is saying don't even go to the grocery stores don't even go to a pharmacy. I appreciate everybody that is working at the grocery stores. I really appreciate the people that are doing shopping for other people. It's something that could expose them to the virus. You know, maybe if you've already had it, it's a great job to have. If you're, if you're looking for work and you don't mind shopping for other people, if you, once you've had the coronavirus, this would seem like a great thing to be doing for the next couple of weeks. But that's how that experience went. So we have groceries. We can be hunkered in now for at least another two weeks, which I guess is good. And uh, no junk food or anything like that. The, it's interesting because Axios had an article which was then covered on Fox News about the fact that people are now getting into their vices. I mean, you're home, you're trapped, you have nothing to do. Maybe you have kids and maybe that'll push you to drink or smoke weed more i don't know but according to axios alcohol and weed sales are soaring during this time of coronavirus and being stuck at home i don't know i mean the whole alcohol thing i mean i've got a lot of irish whiskey i don't think i've had more than one or two drinks in about the past uh six months combined you know not a daily thing or anything like that and i just it doesn't seem it's more of a company thing. It's more you're having friends over than you're just going to sit at home and drink. I guess if you're dealing with anxiety or something like that, I kind of get it. But these aren't really answers. They're not really going to make things better. They're just going to probably throw you down into a further spiral, which is not good. Also, according to Axios, porn consumption is up, which I mean, I guess if you live alone and you're a guy, probably that makes sense along with video gaming increasing, which I also get. But we're told that, you know, you should be talking to people. You should be interacting. And that's the one thing maybe that people are missing out when it comes to the modern video gaming. I don't do much now that I've got just one crappy eye. But the video gaming, you can talk to people while you're playing. That's an interesting way to go. You can play a video game, whether it's baseball, sports, or any of these shoot 'em up games. And you can talk to your friends while you're playing. So it's a good way, perhaps, to have a little bit of interaction while you're doing something while being completely safe and social distancing. The last thing the Axios article said, which is completely 
the opposite of what we are experiencing here in the bunker while we wait all this stuff out. They said people are eating more and exercising less, which is the exact opposite of what I've <laughs> what have I've been doing. So I guess maybe I'm doing something right. Eating less, eating better, which you'll find out immediately once you stop going out to eat even once or twice a week, which was about average for us. Go out to eat like twice a week. Staying at home seven days a week. You're going to eat better. You're going to eat less. You're going to eat smaller portions. Again, unless you're stress eating and making tons of food. But that just hasn't been what I've experienced. So maybe this is helping us get a little healthier. You understand that when something like this is going on, the best thing you can do is get a lot of sleep, eat well, exercise more. As far as the things that are showing successful as clearing out this coronavirus, and again, nothing's 100%. I'm not a doctor. We've talked about the hydrochloroquine before. And I just have to say, this was just on the news and it just, it kind of angered me and it showed me exactly how bad the media has gotten. And I don't even know if we, do we consider MSNBC the media still? Because I think MSNBC is nothing but lies, inaccuracies, and pushing an agenda. But the story is MSNBC's Morning Joe host, Mika Brzezinski, suggested President Trump has a financial tie to hydrochloroquine on Monday because he repeatedly has promoted the drug. Co-host Joe Scarborough, another moron, pondered aloud why Trump has pushed an unproven drug. When Brzezinski made the claim, a lot of people would say, follow the money. There's got to be some sort of financial tie to someone somewhere that has the president pushing this repeatedly. No, Mika, you moron. I mean, I'm just a schlub podcaster who's been following the news, and I know that hydrochloroquine, which is available under another name, Plaquenil or something like that, but it's a generic drug that is made by at least five different companies, and it's a generic, very low price. Nobody is getting rich on this drug, Mika, you moron. You're in the media, and you don't even do enough research to outdo an idiot podcaster. That is sad, but this is the state of the media that we live in. The hydrochloroquine is still showing some really good results, but it's also something that there are alternatives to. My wife had bought a supplement called quercetin q-u-e-r-c-e-t-i-n and i guess green tea extract is very similar in this way as well that are over-the-counter replacements if you will i don't know if they're as effective they're studying this right now there was a scientist up in canada at mcgill who were looking at this and they're doing a test i believe now in china i mean i know china who knows what the numbers are going to be who knows if you can believe the data, but even with the hydrochloroquine, they're finding that taking it with zinc is an essential part of the process. And what it seems like the hydrochloroquine is actually doing is helping the zinc get into the cells 
which then blocks the virus from being able to attach, which keeps you from going down that really bad path if you get the virus and having your lungs uh, be basically made into Swiss cheese. And it's, it's, it's sad. And it's also interesting when you see stories like the one I saw the other day, a 30 year old couple, man and woman, both 30 years old or so married. She came through with basically having a cold and he died. It's really something that is unknown, why it affects some people differently. So having the ability to protect yourself, to be able to get access to a drug before you've gotten immensely ill is very important. Because I think a lot of these, they call them the what's a something storm that happens when your body starts fighting off one of these infections. And once that storm starts, that's when things really start going poorly. So you want to be able to get on a prescription, on a drug. In this case, these are just over the counter. The quercetin, the green tea extract, along with zinc, something that can fight the virus. I know they were saying Z-Pack is something they've been giving with the hydrochloroquine. But the concept that you're only giving this stuff to people when they're already very ill, I find to be disturbing. I mean, I understand there's only so much of these doses to go around, and you don't want people taking it and taking it away from somebody who are ill extremely, but we need to work on getting production of all of this stuff ramped up and getting it into the hands of doctors that know the patients that should be getting these treatments and making sure they're not being wasted on somebody. But yeah, Mika in MSNBC saying that you want to follow the money about a generic drug that's been around for 70 years. Wow. Mika, you should just be ashamed. I mean, you're either a complete moron or you're nothing but an anti-Trump shill. And there's a lot of those out there who would rather see people die than the president to be right, which doesn't make any sense to me, but it shows they are sick in a whole different way. They are mentally sick and you don't want to take your news from people like Moron Mika. With that said, almost every news organization is out there right now harping on the fact that we're hitting the grim total of 10,000 coronavirus, coronavirus deaths in the United States. And nobody still wants to make the comparison, even though I do believe this is a much harsher illness to some of the people that get it. Nobody wants to make the comparison to the yearly flu, which has killed up to like 85,000 people in the United States in a year and just over the last few years. So you have to take these things and look at the stats with logic. You have to at least try to get an understanding of the statistics. There are a couple of graphs that have been out over the last few days, one showing that overall deaths were down over the past few weeks in the United States compared to the years prior. And this makes sense. This makes sense because you're not going out. You don't have people drunk driving. You don't have people getting into other accidents. You don't have people getting hit by cars, pedestrians, all this kind of stuff. So there is something to be said. If everybody would just hide at home in a bunker, we'd all be safer. I mean, you wouldn't be having any fun, but there's something to be said that it actually does make you safer. The other one, was a very, very telling graph. And I believe this was put out by the CDC. Again, a very similar thing showing death totals 
week by week compared to the years prior. And the one that just fell off a cliff over the last few weeks in the United States was deaths by pneumonia. So take that into consideration. What does that tell us? I don't know 100%, not a doctor, but it would seem to me that a lot of people that were normally dying of pneumonia was being blamed on the flu are probably now getting put down as a coronavirus COVID-19 death. And nobody really knows how long these coronaviruses have been going around. I talked about it on one of the previous shows that it was last April that I had the sore throat that kind of felt like crushed glass when I swallowed. I think we're going to find out that coronaviruses have been going around. Nobody was testing, though. You're hearing a lot of anecdotal evidence, people saying, oh, I was sick, XYZ. The doctor said it's not the flu. It's just some unknown virus. So not to say that this COVID has been going around, but a lot of these are so similar to each other that you have to start looking at who is getting them, who has immunity to them. A very small sample size, but a very telling thing happened in Italy over the past week as well. At least the story I saw was over the last week that because Italy has, is having major problems, they asked people to give blood. 60 people showed up to give blood at whatever location this was. All 60 of them said, no, I've been, I've been well. I haven't had the coronavirus. I want to give blood. So they did the test on them. They did the test of the blood. 40 out of the 60 had the antibodies for the coronavirus. So 40 of the 60 people had the coronavirus had gotten better, had the antibodies, didn't even know they had the disease. We've talked about that before, too. This is what's making this very hard for it to be contained. People are quite often asymptomatic, and they can then pass the disease on to somebody as the husband and wife, the 30-year-old guy, dies. 30-year-old wife, fine, had a cold. This is why it's really important to do the social distancing right now and at least avoiding people that have other conditions that are getting up there in age. And I mean, I know I'm going to hit 50 that might have less of a chance of making it through if they do get the virus. So it's not fun. It really is not fun. But the amount of research that is being done the amount of medical tests, the amount of things that are being pushed through at a pace never seen before, it is an amazing thing to watch. And you just have to forget about the fact of all of the death and destruction that it's leaving in its wake. One of the things that's going to be interesting now also is just today, the Washington governor, Tony Evers, a Democrat, of course ordered a suspension of the state's primary election just a day before it was scheduled to take place. Yeah, the courts are going to get involved in this one. They want to push this, the governor does, until June 9th. And he's using the excuse, of course, oh, we can't have our people going out. And the actual quote was, there is not a sufficiently safe way to administer in-person voting tomorrow. 
This is going to be a push to do mail-in voting. If you haven't heard the latest Grumpy Old Ben's podcast that Ryan Bemrose and I did last Friday with DC Girl and Sir William of West Pennsylvania, I mean, those are pseudonyms, of course, but two people that work boots on the ground in polling places. We learned a lot about voting and we talked extensively about this concept of online voting or mail-in voting. Ryan Bembrose lives in Washington, where they've been doing mail-in voting for a long time. And if you think that it's easy to rig an election when you actually have a polling place, we learned that's quite a bit harder than I would have thought after talking to DC Girl and Bill about their experiences. But mail-in voting, man, that is a completely different animal that's going to lead to completely different problems. And there are people already suggesting that the United States can ramp up for this before the presidential election in November. And anybody that has any logic can tell you there's no way that can be done at such a quick pace without having major security problems. And that's really what we want to deal with, isn't it? A presidential election where we're going to get one or both sides going, no, that wasn't fair. So we can't do that. We can't do mail and voting on a fast pace we are gonna have to do the in-person voting or dare anybody suggest we push this back that's one thing the democrats now you're suggesting that the election day can be pushed back for your primary you're kind of giving a very bad precedent once the national voting day people are gonna start going well you know the republicans will be like, this is great let's push this back we want to take care of this problem before we have any voting and then people will just say again trump doesn't want to leave he's not going to leave even if we vote him out they've said this about every president out there and uh, so far all of the presidents have actually left when they were supposed to but it doesn't stop the fear mongers out there like bill maher who's been saying this over and over again another moron that you don't want to take your news from your comedians i mean you want to go to a podcaster like me of course but not to bill maher And with that, again, I want to thank everybody for coming along and listening on this little random thoughts experiment that we've been doing for almost two years now. It is appreciated to know people are listening and even more appreciated to know people are willing to go that value for value and kick something back to us like Sir Candinavian and Brian Mickey both did for this episode. We'll be celebrating 50. Let's do it for two weeks this week and next week. If you want to get in on the fun, randomthoughts.com. Click that subscribe button and go to the donate button and give whatever you think is fair. If you think you have some value from this, if we'd help save your sanity just a little bit, whatever it is. And I mean, I guess to be fair, too, if you think I've like killed your sanity, let me know what you think I should send back to you. But if you haven't subscribed yet, do me a favor and click one of those subscribe buttons, Apple, Android. You can get the show emailed to you each and every week so you never miss an episode. I hope everybody stays safe while being in lockdown. Once again, like I said, I've got plenty of food. I'm going to be hunkered down, celebrating the big 5-0, and we'll be back on next Monday for some more random thoughts. And of course, we will be back on Friday for a live Grumpy Old Ben's at 11 a.m. Central at noagendastream.com. That's every Friday we do the Grumpy Old Ben's show, and also every Thursday and every Sunday before the No Agenda podcast 
at 9 a.m. Central at noagendastream.com. We're doing the rock and roll pre-show, which is just me playing music and pretending I'm either Jonathan Brandmeier, Dr. Johnny Fever, Wolfman Jack, one of those, and having a whole lot of fun while doing it. And we hope you have fun listening to all of these shows. If you want to reach out to me, Darren at randomthoughts.com, D-A-R-R-E-N at randomthoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com, or hit me up on Twitter at Darren O'Neill or at random podcast. Again, R-A-N-D-U-M-B podcast. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 